0: What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Managing Editor, FightfulWrestling.com. Go there and get all of your wrestling news. We've got tons of it over there. Plenty of it over there. We'll tell you more about that later, but hey, if you're watching live on YouTube.com slash Fightful, or even if you're not, leave a thumbs up, subscribe. Uh, we've been encouraging people to comment in the comment section below. Even if you're watching live, that helps us out. Comment below. Tell us your favorite, your least favorite thing about WWE SmackDown. We'll engage with you. We'll talk with you. We'll chat with you. A guy who is well adept at that YouTube stuff is Mr. Warren Hayes. He is joining me live right now. Warren, how are you? I'm
2: doing very well. Very glad that uh, uh, that we got a, a an improved version of SmackDown tonight. Even though certain patterns returned this evening, certain things that were would have been best left behind. But, uh, you know, a, a show with some ups and show with a show with some downs and not to steal anyone else's gimmick. But we are going to talk about the highs
0: and lows, aren't we, Sean? Yes, we are. If you want to talk about the lows and nothing but the lows, subscribe to our premium service, FightfulSelect.com. I'm posting exclusive news there all the time. And if you miss Alex Pawlowski and Raw and Smackdown reviews, he's got his own show. He goes an hour talking Raw and Smackdown, especially what he hates about Raw and Smackdown over there. We have a ton of great shows over there. Maybe you're not even interested in subscribing. Just go over there. See if there's something that you might like. It's worth the the, uh, trip over there. But hey, if you are watching live right now on YouTube and you want your question or statement read on the air, donate a super chat. Any amount will get your question or statement read on the air. Uh, Let's talk about SmackDown Live. But as we went on the air, WWE 2K's Facebook got hacked. And I'm not going to repeat what it said. I posted it (laughs) on Twitter. But this is still somehow like the third most controversial thing to happen to WWE (laughs) 2K over the last month, Warren. What a
2: complete and
0: utter mess this is. And
2: I think it was even... Wasn't it even revealed like a day or two ago that uh, that the the re- they're actually using assets from 2018 from 2K 2018? Yes. This is ridiculous, and this is absolutely. But as a gamer myself, and I follow gaming news on top of, of of wrestling news. This and if you are gamers right now listening, this is not something that is surprising to us because as far as as I like to call them AAA video games go, they're cutting more and more, they being the uh, video game developers, cutting more and more into uh, time allotted to create the games, uh, rushing with deadlines, uh, and there's there's just no more time to create quality games. It's ridiculous that we have stuff like 2K20 being put out in the state that it's in, but... This is something that's happening across the board. Games are no longer released in true final products as true in their true final form. But it's all the more astounding when you have a game which comes out annually and that is essentially a retread with the same engine for the past five years or so. It's astounding that they're releasing it in the state that it's in. Um, this has been a complete disaster, a complete and utter disaster. And I feel bad for anyone who dropped money on 2K20 this year. I really do.
0: Yeah, I feel bad for me using the 45 minutes or so it took to download the review copy at this point. It is an abomination, an abomination. As all the angry old white people in my neighborhood say, it ain't natural. And I don't appreciate them forcing it on me. (laughs) <laughs> it's not good, and all due respect to the hardworking people at WWE 2K, because yeah, you know, they got to put these games out every year. It, hey, listen, this ain't a, this ain't an EA UFC situation where it's every couple years; it's every year. And now there's shit getting hacked.
2: And, and yeah, then that's that's just on top of that. And you know, let, let's make let's let's be clear on this. It's often just like when we talk about wrestling, and often it's not necessarily the wrestlers fault, but how they're booked or how creative goes. It's the same situation here. The devs work hard. They work within the confines of what they have to do, what management wants them to do, what the expectations are, what the deadlines are are They're just doing their job. They're doing their best. It's not on the developers themselves. There's the publishers, there's management. Uh, And, and 2k doesn't have a great track record either. So
0: yeah, Yeah. 2k NBA is, is, Year too. that's another trash uh, exactly kyler james because he's got that beautiful wrench next to his name i'll read his uh statement he says warren should do a video game pod it's funny you mentioned that because once upon a time when we had shows every single day we didn't have one on a friday and i was going to do an alternating show one week it would be about wrestling video games one week about wrestling title belts one week about wrestling figures and then one week about merch and then it would change every month. Then when Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins started their action figure podcast, I listened to it and I was like, we ain't doing better than that. No offense. We ain't doing better than that. And I don't like to do shows unless I think we are going to be the best show at it. If we have a show out, I think that we have the best version of that show possible. And we weren't beating that. That's a really damn good podcast. But maybe, uh, maybe on Select, me and Warren will do some wrestling video game pods sometimes. I think that could be... Really fun, like going back and reviewing some of those. Yeah, Young Bibby says undisputed era in the women's match was the good part. Also, is it me or what? But I can tell Carmella was somewhat over with the crowd. Carmella gets over with like every crowd though. That's not a surprise to me. Yeah, she's just real good, man. <laughs> yep. Like I, I love watching Carmella work at this point, and you can tell she loves what she's doing. Zach Connor says, "Yay." Maybe we can get a blue light now for Bray versus Brian damn damn well, i know I know one thing uh Chad Gable got his clothes in a blue light special this oh. uh, this uh opening segment that that led into his match. I could not believe they replayed that literal dog shit promo, but i I guess what they're doing with Corbin Warren is doing the he thinks he's funny and entertaining, but he's not thing. But the thing is, like, if I weren't covering this, that would make me not want to watch the show. I'd be like, what's happening on Dateline right now? (laughs) Okay, 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 okay. Who in their right mind
2: decides to start their show tonight? Like, the first thing you see is a replay of the awful, awful, awful promo we got from Barry and Corbin last week. Who said, this is a good idea to rehash this? What, just jump into Baron Corbin and, and Roman Reigns fighting. Never mind the, 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 the yip, yip, yips. But, well, then we understood very quickly why yeah. they did that. But the here's this is the thing. Doing someone who thinks they're funny but they're not still requires comedic timing. And this is some timing in general as far as their skits goes in WWE. They're not great with it. When they have segments backstage, you know, where they're having two people talk to each other and then one walks off and one just stares like this. Yes, you know, they should cut that shit like two, three seconds before and it'll make things less awkward. And that's the problem that they have. I understand what they're trying to do, but it's failing because they don't have the timing to make it happen. They just they just
0: don't. Well, King Corbin comes out to join Ziggler and Rude and the crowd boos King Corbin heavily. And as long as the crowd makes noise for Corbin, WWE will keep thinking that content like last week's promo is good. Like I didn't see a lot of Baron Corbin live. And then when I saw him live in Lexington and I heard how loud the crowd was, I was like, okay, I could see why Vince McMahon, who is sitting on the other end of that screen over there, hears that and thinks, ah, god damn it, pal, he's great. Even though. I see a massive reaction. I get the feeling Vince McMahon doesn't really tap into to YouTube chats and Twitter and see what people think of him. A lot of people like his work in the ring, but those promos, I I I I don't buy it when anybody tells me best heel in the business, Baron Corbin. Do I think he could be? I really do think he could be. I think he could be the best heel in the business. Because I see how he how he zings people on Twitter and I watched Breaking Ground and I saw all these things. sure and I see his willingness and almost necessity, his desire to get better in the ring. I see all that and I know that if he was left to his own devices, he would have some really great stuff. but I
2: don't see that here. and and that's what's most infuriating and you're talking about breaking ground. you don't even have to go that far back. We just have to go back to King of the Ring. Yes. Where he was where he was. He was an excellent heel. I I turned completely on his side during King of the Ring. Not just because of his heel work, but because of his in-ring work as well. We saw shades of Baron Corbin where we were like, God damn, okay. If this is where they're moving towards, if this is what they're moving towards uh, uh, as far as his character development goes, let's do it. Because he has all the tools to be. An excellent top-tier heel. But for some godforsaken reason that I can't put my finger on, Sean, I don't understand. They they just they latch him down with the stupidest, corniest, uh, lame comedy heel stuff that just doesn't click. And everything is forced when you see three grown men, three... Grown men athletes like like Baron Corbin and Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode force laughing because there's a dog mascot walking down the ring. I am not sitting there going, wow, this is
0: good. I'm quenching. You know I feel horrible for them in the ring. And yeah, they messed up that too. The fact that they did not have that mascot dog come out and say suffer and succotash, they blew it. They blew it! The one thing! Oh like, you have God. the dog bark out in a high-pitched thing, Suffer and Succotash! And that's the... <laughs> like, you do that, come on! The one thing! That would have turned the the entire segment around. It great. really would have. So, Corbin, and... Like, he reminds me of, like, the King of the Playground in Recess. Like, but he's thirty. Yeah. 30- year old man and this is coming from a 34 year old man that d- still does mama jokes to people on YouTube like <laughs> he's like well it is a royal decree as if he has any power but then again maybe he does because we see by the end of the night Miz apparently decided that the Fiend and Daniel Bryan were wrestling at Survivor Series not like next week or in two weeks he decided so maybe Baron Corbin does have that but he wants Ziggler and Rude to be on his team, and we already knew that that uh they were gonna face Ollie and Shorty G, but Baron Corbin demands he's the captain of the Survivor Series team. And the mascot came out and bowed to Corbin. And then we got the match. Now, why wasn't Roman Reigns out there to begin with? He finally came out. Like, did he have to have like enough time to wet his hair after he saw the dog? Yeah, probably. I think he was
2: sitting backstage, you know, in his uh, in his uh, Jonah uh, in his Joe bun, you know, just sitting around. And then all of a sudden, he's like, "Oh, oh, oh! They're taking it this far. They're bringing <laughs> out a mascot in my merch, ah, ah, son." And then he goes to the locker room and he flips his hair over, and you know, and he starts wetting it. Yeah, oh, and, and it's probably quite a process. There's a lot of hair.
0: Yeah, yeah. So Chad Gable's gear gets dragged, and it is. Garbage. <laughs> it was... It's garbage. <laughs> garbage. Even by like standard basketball gear, it's trash. I
2: I did get a good chuckle at the uh at the space gem references from Man.
0: Corey Graves though. Corey Graves was on tonight. He was popping oh, yeah. Michael Cole often. Yeah, uh, but the the work here is solid. Not to be surprised because four really good workers and. Rude's one of the greatest tag team workers ever, I think. But there's a lot of gaga and bullshit, as Bruce Pritchard would say, that outshines everything. Ali uh, superkick Ziggler, sets up a good hot tag from Gable. Uh, if there's one thing I hate in WWE, it's the suicide shove that we see out of all the wrestlers that gallop through the ropes, lean through, and just cross their hands and push somebody. And I'm thinking... Why didn't you just walk out there and physically run into this person and push them if that's what you were going to do? Oh, well. Reigns spears Baron Corbin outside the ring. Uh, Shorty Gable hits a German suplex, and Ali does a 450 on Ziggler. Really good spot to end the match. And they're going on to Team SmackDown. What would you think?
2: Uh, I thought this was a good match. Uh, I, the, actually, when it came back from commercial, when when the match started... Cooking, it was sizzling. Yeah, I, once once they were done with Roman coming out and the confrontations with the with the the, the dog mascot, uh, the 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 match started uh, pulling together. You know, like you said, Bobby Roode is uh, is unquestionably one of the best tag team workers. Uh, that is, uh, that is grace the sport of pro wrestling in a long, long time. And it showed again tonight. I think he and Ziggler work well. And, uh, you know, they, they really should try to push them a little more because I think it is an effective team. They're even starting to get some double team offense. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'd, I'd be all, I'd be all in for more of these guys. Uh, this was, this was good. This, like I said, once it started cooking, it was good.
0: Yeah, I agree. If not for hammering those really stupid promos into the ground, it would have been better. But I guess they want to go the that that route I mentioned earlier.
2: And just to wrap this first segment up completely, Sean, you know, we've heard so much in the lead-up to SmackDown on Fox that Fox wanted to focus on the sports aspect, right? They yeah. wanted the sports. They wanted com- com- competitors. They wanted the real athletes. They wanted Brock. Yeah. And we're starting off with the goofiest segments and the dumbest, dumbest shit. And it's 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 even more baffling to me that over the past few weeks, ever since we've been into this new reality with NXT on Wednesdays, along with AEW and there's. NXT every week starts with a goddamn match. Every week it starts with a match. We go, we dive right in. And usually it's one of the best matches of the night that usually the NXT is bookended usually with two great matches. Uh, uh, AEW with a couple of exceptions always start with a match as well. I, and and even Raw has switched it up as well. Yes. I, I, I'm fascinated that. Even in this context, WWE thinks that on SmackDown, it's always a good idea to start off with a promo, start off with a segment instead of just diving right in, especially when technically speaking, this is their A show now. It's the network show. This is the one that everyone should be watching that can watch. It's It just baffles my mind that despite everything we've heard, we're still getting goofy, corny segments to start off the evenings, and it just blows my mind. So
0: backstage, Root and Ziggler are upset, and Corbin says he'll fix this. And then he walks away with the dog. <laughs> Did we see him anymore?
2: No, that was it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think what he said, would, would, I'll fix this. I think it was like the flap of fabric that was coming apart on the
0: yes. back of the dog's head, you know? Oh man, Firefly Funhouse, Bray Wyatt's there and he says, something doesn't seem right. And then he turns the WWE Universal title blue. Personally, I love the look. I, I, of course some people will complain about anything and stuff. For some people, it's just not a good look and that's fine. I understand that, but I saw some people say, scary Bray Wyatt with a blue title. And I'm like, what? Like, it's, it's going to be the color that the brand is on. They're not going to leave it red. Like, come on. I don't have a problem with that since it's our – I would prefer it not be either. I'll put it like that. I'd prefer sure. it be black or white or something like that. But blue, sure. I thought it looked better than red. I, I it, It's an upgrade from the red. I don't know why
2: people would have a problem with Ray Wyatt wearing something extremely colorful. I mean, this is a guy who hangs out in a – uh, in a fun house in a children's uh show environment with puppets and he's all gleeful and happy when he's not the, the Fiend. I will tell you what would be really really neat. You know, uh, kind of like when Daniel Bryan had the hemp belt. Yeah. It would be neat if you know Bray Wyatt has the standard blue title but when the Fiend comes out, he has his own like, rugged, a little messy, yeah. maybe, you know, covered in uh, in graffiti or uh, pained, pained words, yeah. you know, hell, uh, let me in, stuff like that. If The
0: Fiend had on top of that his own version, that would be really, really neat. It would be kind of cool if they were able to, like, in the grooves of that, like, make something that kind of glowed. Yeah, yeah, yes. There you go, like, like red, like, type of thing. Aaron sure. Jay's fan says, I think I know what Warren's hot trash might be. I don't know what you mean by that. It's Oh, it's part of my uh,
2: it's part of my gimmick on my show every Thursday nights, oh, 9, okay. 9 p.m. on YouTube.com slash
0: Warren. Hey, subscribe now. You all should subscribe now. You all should. Brian Medina says, Vince's idea to let Roman versus Corbin in a dog collar match. Uh, or Vince's idea is to do Roman versus Corbin in a dog collar match at TLC. And Bray versus Brian in a blue light special match. Well, obviously the blue <laughs> light is a joke, but dog collar match you know what between those two a lot of people are hating on that idea and I get it it's it's stupid they're they're doing all this dog imagery and that's dumb but hey I think they I, would have a good dog collar match
2: as long as it's not a kennel from hell
0: match yeah. whatever it was called I'm fine with that Yeah, I, I think the two would absolutely rock the shit in a dog collar match I, I really do reminder guys donate a super chat any amount get your question or statement read on the air Drew Gulak has been feuding with Braun Strowman for, like, a month, I think. <laughs> <laughs> On like I, and off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he hasn't won anything. No. Except for, like, kind of an argument one time over Tyson Fury beating him. hmm Which, to, to the right people, winning an argument is everything. But the B-team is out there with him. What do you think of them putting the B-team with Drew Gulak at least for this?
2: I have very strong feelings about my boy, Drew. I love Drew Gulak. God. He's He's real good. He is one of the best. And I loved his transition that when he got ready to become Cruiserweight Champion on 205 Live, he let his hair grow out, the beard, started talking nuclear stuff on Twitter, and he became all business. No more goofiness. No more looking out for a better 205 Live. It was like a better Drew Gulak. And he became Cruiserweight champion. They move him up to Raw. They have him shave his great hair. And they're sort of, sort of leaning back into the PowerPoint presentation stuff, but without going all in on it. Now, the PowerPoint presenta- presentation stuff was fantastic because Drew Gulak is a super charismatic guy who can cut yes. promos like crazy. He's really, really good. And when he did that and did it with the, um, uh, you know, as a president, like a, 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 a politician, you know, someone going around with with picket signs and he leaned completely into it. It was, it was comedy, but it was good. It was smart. And they're sort of kind of doing it again, but not really. So this is all I want for Drew Gulak. I want Drew Gulak to have a proper spotlight. I want people to appreciate him for what he is. So if they're going to bring back the PowerPoint stuff, if they're going to do, let's turn to the Titan Tron stuff. Well, at least go back and lean to it and lean into it a hundred percent instead of half-assing it here because, I, even for people who don't know what his 205 Live character used to be, I think it's a little confusing. It's like, why is he doing this? Just go ahead. Bring it
0: back if you want. The issue with a guy like Gulak is they've already marginalized him so much and beaten him so much that they'd have to get him back over to really do anything substantial with him for a win over him to mean anything again. Because on SmackDown, he's done nothing but lose. So sure. what do they do? They, they have him beat Gable and Ali. Well, that hurts Gable and Ali. They've already put him with a team called The B Team, who pretty much let you know, we're jobbers, sup, it's in our name. They would have to get some wins back for him, but everybody, as I've said, is so mid on these shows. Everyone Mm -hmm. is so average and mediocre that it's hard for anyone to step up. So when somebody gets a win, they almost always immediately get a loss. And if they get a month's worth of wins, then they just lose for a month straight. Nobody ever gets over, and it's a big problem. Uh, Braun Strowman That's kicks their point. asses. Um, cool. Backstage, Sammy Zayn says he needs an answer from Daniel Bryan about whether he's with them or not. Zane says that he ran to get help from Nakamura when the Fiend attacked Daniel Bryan. And Bryan <laughs> says he doesn't need their help and is not joining their group and instead suggests Braun Strowman. And Zane says, "What? he's just big and strong. He's got nothing to offer us. And then he turns around into Braun and he begs off and says, hey... Well, we'll take it under consideration. Your thoughts on this? Do we do we see this go anywhere with Braun and Zayn? Maybe a match next week, oh, but anywhere?
2: Uh, yes, I, you know. Again, Sami Zayn is proving his worth. Uh, he's absolutely fantastic in what he's doing. Uh, is this going to lead to Braun and Shinsuke? Maybe even is Braun finally going to get that? That highly evasive singles title, maybe. Um, I'm look. I'm interested to see where this is going to go because clearly we're not going down the Sami, Shinsuke, Cesaro, Daniel Bryan route. You know where it would have been really neat to have Daniel Bryan have to fight like a gauntlet of dudes, maybe to get to Sami Zayn, having to fight Cesaro, having to sh- fight Shinsuke Nakamura, and then having to fight Sami Zayn. Gosh darn it, Sean! What a what a terrible series of matches that would have been hot yeah john gee whiz you know thank goodness we we're missing out on that and we're focusing on 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 the fiend instead which is not a a bad thing but i i you know i sort of sit there and i'm like what a what a missed opportunity here as for braun look braun what do you do with braun strowman push him to the moon but they're not yeah you know it's like it's start stop start stop um you know so they, yes
0: they, on one brand right now they have the fiend braun Strowman, daniel bryan roman reigns and kofi kingston oh by the way biggie is also very good mm-hmm. that that's five to six incredible anchors you got five guys that have had top runs or have looked like they were poised for it that's on a two-hour show, having those five guys, man, and that's just the guys. That's before you get to Bailey and Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. That's it, – it's just mind-boggling to me that they could have a mediocre show, let alone a bad show. And I, I don't necessarily think the show was bad at all. But it's weird to me that they could even have a mediocre show with the level of talent – and I didn't get into Sami Zayn, I didn't get into Nakamura, I didn't get into you know Chad Gable and, and those guys who struggle to get over and stay over. It it's man, just four it, really good pillars and then another one to it's weird to me. And it, it's it's as if they're always struggling
2: to find them stuff to do, you know? And quite honestly, it's not that hard when you have talented Men and women,
0: sometimes WWE overthinks it too much. It feels they like really like they're do. always waiting to set up the next big coronation. Like, yeah, like they're, yeah. Like, oh, well, we can't give them this push now. We can't give them this title now because they got to have that, that moment. That moment. It's got to be that perfect moment for them. And for Kofi Kingston, that worked. But here's the thing. He was never near that for 10 years. Mm -hmm. And that became the catalyst for his moment. In 1998, Steve Austin won the WWF title in March. He won it in June. He won it the following March. He won it the following June. The Rock won that title in November 98, January 99, February 99. He won it again in... 2000 like two or three different times and that's the hottest era we've ever seen. Triple H won the title three or four times through there. Do I think hot potatoing the title is the way to do it? Not necessarily but I don't know that you'll ever look upon that era of all the things and say you know what? That main event era was just so mid. It was so average. That title didn't mean anything. Nobody had runs that were like three months long back then, like almost nobody until the the turn of the century. And still people cared about it. They, they were up on their feet. They were excited because these people were strong and they were kept strong and they weren't losing via roll up to frigging everybody every week that Drew McIntyre last year was hot as a firecracker and they started putting Ziggler over him and, all due respect to Ziegler, I get it. I get what he means when he does that Van Vleet interview. And he said,
2: This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call, com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
0: As I got to tell Vince McMahon or whoever, what am I if I don't ever beat these guys? Like, I get it. I understand that. But that wasn't the spot to beat Drew McIntyre. A, a lot of these, whatever spot that Braun Strowman has been beaten in over and over again or taken down from, Unless it was Reigns and maybe Lesnar wasn't the spot for him, no. Ah, oh, man, it's just so frustrating, man.
2: And and it, it you, it's an excellent point you bring up. And you and to to prove your point here, you know, because you Stone Cold, The Rock, Triple H, but then you also had Mick Foley in there picking up the title. And even if Mick Foley didn't get the title as much as those other guys did, just the fact that he did, that he was included in this circle of main eventers that he was elevated there he just became credible and he was always he was always in top matches he was always in interesting stuff and we were always behind and it's that's what they should be doing instead of just like feeling like everyone is being lowered no one is being elevated there's no there's no there's no dynamic up at the top there's there's no real switching around it's just like It's puzzle pieces, and that's what's infuriating. It's like, well, this one fits. This one doesn't. Well, since this one doesn't,
0: we'll go back to someone else that fits, basically. I'm going to deem the Braun Strowman spot the cricket wireless spot. Even though he doesn't do cricket wireless ads, it's just the person that they have slotted there. Right. Colin Jost, there you go. Michael Shea, there you go. Tyson Fury comes in for a minute. There you go. You need somebody to do a quick wireless read? There you go. Join the nation's fastest-growing wireless network. You need somebody to go do a celebrity softball game? There you go. Don't ask them to be WWE champion, though. That'd be too much. That'd be giving them too much. And if you go back to our late 2017 podcasts, me and Alex called this specifically – We sarcastically read cricket wireless ads on the air as Braun Strowman because we saw him getting over and we're like, ooh, he's so over right now. He's ready to be the guy. But this that got him over, this, hey, I'm going to destroy Roman Reigns anytime. I'm like T-1000 scanning the arena for him and find him, they're going to move away from that and they'll have to make him kid friendly to some degree. And they're going to have to do something. To normalize him, and that's what they've done. And it's very frustrating because he's very good at this. Yes, he is. <sighs> and they've got a lot of talented people. Well, we get to talk about something I really liked. New Day defending against uh, The Revival. This match ruled, Warren. Yep, yep. Aside from the fact that... uh
2: Perhaps with the disappearance of the brand split, the return of the uh, the return of the automatic uh, the automatic uh, rematch is back. Perhaps, Sean? Though, ah, uh, am I being nitpicky here? Am I just scratching a little bit too much here? I, <laughs> is the spirit of Alex Pulowski entering <laughs> my body right now? But it did kind of bug me. But I, I I will concur that it is a nitpick because this was this was fantastic.
0: No water in the pool for Dawson. This comes after a a great power slam on Kofi by Wilder. Big E, Urinagi, Dawson hard. Dash has been busting out that Tornado DDT a lot lately. I like it. Midnight Hour gets thwarted, and I love this Dawson spot. So the Arn Anderson spot, he would fake a punch, get the person to duck, and hit a DDT. Dawson did swing, and I think Big E ducked, and he still hit the DDT. Yep. And the art Anderson through. influence there is evident with this team. Come on. Um, couple of great spots. Revival caught Kofi flying over the top rope and just that was, destroyed him into the post, Warren. That was fantastic. And then immediately after, and this is what's
2: this was what I really liked about this this situation here. They caught him, they destroyed him. Then they grab Big E and they drop him like high level up on his back against the uh, against the, the commentary table and then immediately rush him back into the ring because they're feeling it. Kofi's dead. We just knocked out Big E. They get him in, hit the shatter machine. Like now you could feel it. It was like, oh, my God, the Revival are going to win. The Revival are going to win. You know, you know when there's a tag, when there's a championship match going and people want to win? It was exciting and then Kofi just flies in off the top rope to break up the uh, to break up the pin, which I always think it's funny when people break up pins by flying off the top rope. I'm it's thinking, amazing. damn son, that's a risk. That that's that takes some timing, but uh, it's a little you know a little uh, 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 overboard, but it, it it's it's pro wrestling, so
0: it's fine. <laughs> it works. That Shatter Machine was great, and then Undisputed Era came out and attacked everyone in the match. Uh, this, I didn't have a problem with this rematch because New Day are fighting champions and stuff, but I'm so glad the rematch clause is not around anymore. I'm stoked. But this one having an, an indefinite ending, I kind of dug. Undisputed Era came out, as mentioned, and the SmackDown locker room emptied out Warren. I thought this was a good way to end the match.
2: I think it was. Uh, I think it was really good. Uh Again, you know, just putting over the NXT guys who, who then run uh they, they hit the bricks immediately although everyone got some offense in you got to see Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish at the high low as well uh I like that they went after the revival as well I'm still kind of bummed that we're not going to get Undisputed Era and the revival in the same ring at the yes. same time that's a bit of a bummer but you you, I, you still can't complain about the triple threat tag team match at Survivor Series War Machine War Raiders Viking Expe- whatever uh, undisputed era and the new day. I mean, these are three highly accomplished teams. There is no reason for that match to not rule. It's going to be great.
0: Heavy machinery beat some jobbers. You know the drill here. This is abuse. Uh, Corey does crack Michael Cole up with some of his lines on Otis, though. That was, that was good. I like the, uh,
2: uh the uh the, when they both had they were both doing stalling suplexes and they uh they sort of cheered each other you know they, they, they did a cheers uh so i was like wait wait is this uh is this a super collider variant yeah. here cuz we're not supposed to do that anymore they, they had uh, the they had
0: the kip line which a lot of people said oh it's a shot at kip sabian or billy oh, Gunn, who is kip sop eh, no i, 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 I
2: I love, I love you, internet Twitter, to a wrestling Twitter, but sometimes, sometimes take the tinfoils, the tinfoil hats off. Just, just a little.
0: Okay, I got, you know, the fact that there are people caping for what we're about to talk about, like some of the confusion associated, is very frustrating to me. Because it will show you that whether it be WWE or AEW or NXT or even ROH, New Japan, some people will cape for anything. Bayley is set to face Nikki Cross. We get, of course, we get the you see line from Sasha Banks. Drives me nuts. But they go at it right (laughs) in the ring. Sasha just talked trash about Nikki Cross. Just did it. Shayna hits the ring. Bayley leaves. Then Rhea Ripley, Tegan Knox, Dakota Kai, Mia Yim, all of whom are feuding with Shayna, help her back down Bayley. Now, I get it. Uh, Who did Bayley attack Wednesday? Uh Shayna. So it was Shayna. So she didn't even that we know of didn't attack these women. Correct? Uh Maybe. it was implied, it was implied that implied. Bailey
2: attacked the babyface, the, yeah. the the babyface war game team, yes.
0: Implied, not outright saying it. So a little bit a little bit of leeway there. Shayna then gets attacked by Sasha Banks and a big brawl breaks out. And Sasha lays down a challenge right now. And joining her is Nikki Cross, who she just talked trash to. Now, the other team, the NXT team, sure, that makes sense to me. These four get along. Tegan Knox, Rhea Ripley, Dakota Kai, Mia Yim. Dakota's a little bummed out, sure. But they get along. But they just came out and helped Shayna because they've got a team with Shayna. Or at least some combination of them do, I presume, at Survivor no. Series.
2: No, those are all right? the baby faces, dude. Right? Sh- Sh- Shayna's team at NXT is Io, Bianca Belair, and Kaylee Ray. They're uh, on, on the, the four of the four f- women who were uh, at S- SmackDown Tonight, only Dakota Kai
0: is not involved in the, in the war and, games. And as of now, we don't know who's involved in the Survivor Series team NXT, correct? That is correct. Not is a, a clue. Now, not a clue. Not a clue. Brand supremacy! Yep. God damn, it's the dumbest thing ever. It's the
2: dumbest thing ever. I wasn't sure if you were, if you were gonna go on a rant. Here we go! So basically, this is this is what I find infuriating about about NXT and this has been going on for 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 years whenever main roster sort of makes its way into uh, into NXT or on whatever level the storytelling in NXT makes sense when it comes down well if we're still talking about main roster and main roster coming down to NXT it ble- when when it bleeds in it still makes sense bayley pops up on wednesday she attacks Shayna Baszler and she hits the bricks because she has a feud with Shayna. But you didn't have the Shayna's uh, the the team the the War Games team uh, facing Shayna's team, basically Team Ripley, come out to defend
0: but, Shayna. Sorry to interrupt. Bailey tweeted that she took out Team NXT. Okay, so there we go. That, well, that there is we ex- go. That is explained, sure. But still, what? Why? Why, why are they backing up
2: Shayna? It doesn't make any sense because of the, like I said, of the four women, uh, the four NXT women who came tonight. Three of them are on the opposing War Games match. Yes. This Wednesday, Mia Yim busted her face open and cracked her back trying to win uh, uh, an advantage for Team Ripley over Team Shayna. Why would she then turn around and say, hey, you know what? If Bailey sure, Shayna, if Bailey tries to split, I got your back. No,
0: no. She was I... gushing blood in the middle of the ring. Now I could see these women wanting to show up to attack Bailey. Yeah, sure, but Bailey hit the bricks. They let her go. She wasn't involved in this tag match. Yeah, She's gone. gone. She she just
2: left. It ended they they ended up feuding with they they ended up getting into a scrap. With Sasha, uh, Sasha, Nikki, Carmella, and
0: Dana Brooke. They did not need to have these shows back-to-back. The way, okay, personally, the way I would have done it, I would have held off War Games to like January. You have the women from NXT lose their match as like, hey, Rhea Ripley, Shayna Baszler, uh, Bianca, some mixture of them. And the blame game is, is the fingers pointed. The blame game is set and they're like, okay, well, I got a team and you got a team now. Let's go to war games. Shane is like, I can put together a better team than you can. We'll, we'll see whose fault it was. And I, man, I cover this full time. I, I edit like 50 articles a day that has every bit of news that comes through there. It is very hard for me to keep track of. If and who is on what team at some point.
2: Well, especially when it comes to Survivor Series, there's literally only Team SmackDown that's been announced. They're the only team that we know what the composition looks like.
0: Uh, by, by the way, Nikki Cross, who got the win tonight, is not yet announced for Team SmackDown. Probably will be, but... Duh. um <laughs> But... But you know, your
2: your your booking makes sense. It it would make sense for them to wait and and be like the war games. You we're we're holding the war games because you guys made us look bad. You know, ultimately that's the thing. It, it, it could all start from this. You made NXT look bad because we lost, uh, and that would have been a, a lot more compelling. I'm gonna because right now, as far as. Survivor series goes. I am really excited for the women's matches. I think they're doing a great, great job building the, the triple threat. I think they're doing a fantastic job at it. Everything that they're pulling together here is working and I'm really, really excited for it. And I'm not, not excited for war games, but there's just so much going on. Um, it, I agree. It's a little, it's a little much and it feels like they could have just. Stretched it out a bit just to, just to allow, allow this, um, all of this bubbling effervescence that we have right now. The, the extra focus that they're putting on the women's division in NXT for it to just, uh, ride it out a little longer. Have it, uh, I, I, what was it? it? Was big red gum that said, that would say, you know, make it last a little longer. Pop a big red gum in your mouth. Uh, NXT and WWE and let the women's division thrive through this a little longer than just a couple of weeks. I think it would have, it would have served a a, a, a long, a, a greater purpose for sure.
0: They really rushed this at an odd time because of the issues with Saudi Arabia. And they, they, they booked themselves into another corner and it seems like they're booking themselves into a corner once a month at this point.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: This is supposed to be the well oiled machine. But there's a, a massive goddamn oil leak.
2: Say <laughs> one so is this, this is Saudi Arabia. Very good, Sean. Very ah, clever. Son of a bitch. Um yeah. the, <laughs> the The thing this is this is always this is always the thing that I like to pull up when people when people come out and say, Well, you know, yeah, oh, When I ask questions on Twitter, you know, like, and people are like, well, it's WWE, you know, people go, like, Welp, well, but it, 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 it boggles my mind. Every single time when stuff like this happens, when <laughs> it's not just they're the biggest company, they're a billion dollar company. The infinite they
0: have resources.
2: Hundreds of people at their employ. And I'll, I've, I've beat on this nail. And I'm going to do it again until it goes right through the wood and into y'all skulls. No, I'm kidding. They hire a team of television writers. They literally have a writer's room of people that are paid to come up with ideas and scripts and whatnot. And despite the fact that they have these people exclusively doing this job Week after week, we end up in situations that don't make sense, that seem to make sense one week, two weeks, and then another week after. It's like, well, we're just treading yeah. water. And it, 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 it just cannot, it, it boggles the imagination that they have all these resources at their disposition and they're acting like a, Third tier indie indie show. Sometimes it's really really fascinating, and no, it's not excusable, and no, you at some point you have to stop saying, "Well, it's Vince." Well, it's Vince. We know we know Vince has a lot of influence, but we we need actually. We should expect more from WWE. And this is one of the reasons why we sit here, you and I, Sean, and we talk about stuff and we rail on this stuff because we expect them to do better. They should be doing better. And on top of that, we want them to do better because we criticize, because we love, because we love wrestling, because we want WWE to do well, because here's the truth, guys and gals. If WWE does well, all of wrestling does well. It's just as simple as that. Why do you think AEW is is, is around? Well, because WWE has been floundering. If WWE
0: starts doing well, AEW is going to do well as well. Everyone and, is and, going to and do hey, well. And hey, our shows then do well. We went, and, from, we went from some of our most lackluster numbers ever to some of our best numbers ever with the draft starting over the sense of optimism and AEW and all that stuff to underwhelming again when WWE underperformed. And hey… We ain't out here buying traffic. We ain't out here buying clickety-clacks and likes and and inflating our shit. What you see is what you get there. And when WWE does well, we ride that wave and we get increased numbers, increased traffic, increased super chats, increased subscriptions, all that stuff. And I, I've got people that are like, oh, you want it to be like Game of Thrones? I've never watched an episode of Game of Thrones, homeboy. Not Not a one. My baseline is... I want it to make sense. If it makes sense, if if he got one show that makes sense start to end and develops people, I'm pretty well satisfied. I'm like, you know what? I didn't waste my time. Didn't waste my time. Well, this match was pretty decent. Nobody in NXT looked out of their depth. Mia Yim always looks like maybe a half step off, but hey, to her credit, she got crushed two days ago. Rhea Ripley has such a main event presence. Jesus Christ. If she it's... came, if she won the Royal rumble in two months, I would not have a problem in the world with it. No,
2: no. And you kind of want that to happen. My God, man. I mean, and you know, she has that kind of presence. Let's just hearken back to a couple of weeks ago when she did appear had her surprise appearance on NXT and went nose to nose with Shayna Baszler in one of the last episodes that were still that was still on the network and people flipped out. People completely lost their minds. She's she's amazing and she has improved so much, Sean. Since winning the NXT UK Women's Championship, she has improved so much and she's only going to keep going up. Poor Dana Brooke tonight. <laughs> She barely got anything in. She did her handspring elbow thing. Yeah. And that was it. And I'm like, this is an eight-woman, an eight-person tag match. Why didn't she? There was room for her. Poor Dana. She just can't catch a break. My God.
0: Some of the highlights of this match: great tilt-a-whirl into a choke, into a suplex with oh. Ripley and Banks. That was amazing. And Dakota Kai's kick from that angle looked awesome. Look great. Nikki Cross wins with the Purge. All hell breaks loose, and Sonya runs out out to help Team SmackDown. Then we get the main event segment. Miz goes at Daniel Bryan about his feud with uh, The Fiend. He says that Bryan doesn't know who he is anymore, doesn't know if he's the leader of the Yes Movement or a a guy who likes to recycle or what it is, and says that Bryan is washed up when he won't talk back. This fires up Brian. He's like, well, I didn't talk because Ms. TV sucks and it always has. And when Miz tries to cut off Brian, Brian grows off on him and says, I'm mentally unstable to the point where I do a lot of things to stay successful. Things that you wouldn't understand, but Bray Wyatt does understand. Bray Wyatt appears on the screen for a Firefly Funhouse. And Brian wants to fight him for the Universal Championship. It is accepted and Miz... Books it for Survivor Series. (laughs) What would you think? I I mean, I thought the promo was good. I thought Miz was good. It didn't make sense that Miz did that. I mean, Brian should have said that, like, face me at Survivor Series for the title. It would have made a lot of of sense.
2: Well, I guess this is the world in which we – this is the world we live in now where we don't have authority figures. You know, so I I guess this means, you know, everyone has authority to create papers. I mean, all, all
0: Miz has to say is I'm getting it in my ear right now. Yeah. He's out there with an earpiece, I'm sure.
2: Yeah, I, that's actually a really good idea. It's like, oh, I'm getting news from the uh, from the Fox executives. They want this to happen, you know, Perfect. kind of thing. just something like that. Um, I uh, I was really digging the first part. Well, I, I – I, uh, get this out of the way. I am not a fan of main event segments and never have been. And y- y- your, your wrestling show needs to end with a wrestling match. But um, – If we're going to talk about the segment in and about itself, I thought uh, it reminded me of how good Daniel Bryan and The Miz are when they're pecking at each other. And it just reminded me how much how much of a missed opportunity and a complete club it was last year when Daniel Bryan came back and had his feud with The Miz and how much that was just completely uh, uh, completely bungled from 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 top to bottom. You had such a great built-in feud with legitimate history, and just ended up with the women with the wives anyway. Um, but it was good here because at some point, Miss w- uh, Brian was like, "Shut your mouth, Miss. <laughs> Let me talk." And I was like, "Oh, okay." And you know, we had we've been having a couple of great promos from the competition recently, right, Sean? And right. Right. uh, When I was watching that, I was like, look, you have two of the best mic workers in the company right now. Is this, are we going to try and echo, you know, some of the more unscripted stuff that we've seen, the more visceral things that we've seen from Cody and, and, and MJF this week? But no, we didn't, we didn't get that exactly. Um, and I like the idea. Of Daniel Bryan and, the, and Bray Wyatt relating on the fact that they're a little nuts. I really like the fact, and this is something we talked about I think last week, really like the fact that Bray Wyatt uh, 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 mentioned, you know, oh, well, he remembers. I'm sure you remember Daniel, you know, referencing back to their history when Daniel Bryan did join the Wyatt family and then turned on the Wyatt family. Uh, uh, you know, we were talking about it last week. That we – if they leaned into this, it would just give so much purpose, automatic, automatic uh, story to to this feud right here. It would be great. And then the yes thing, you know, where <laughs> Bray yeah. Wyatt is just like he's completely lost it. I like this idea and it makes sense. And, but this has always been a bit of the – this has always been part of the Bray Wyatt character. But it's working – extra well now to use to to to, to use these t- these little nuggets of uh, of crazy to just get into the heads of their opponents and i like this cuz daniel bryan clearly doesn't want to lean back into the yes move and he said it himself in the promos that i killed it because i'm insane but brace pushing those buttons and you know, he's like, "Yeah, are you yeah. sure? Are you sure you're done with this, Brian? Are you sure that you're done with the yes movement? Because, because I'm gonna bring it back. I'm gonna make you regret ever mentioning this again. And that's part of what the fiend is. It's an extension of everything that uh, that Bray Wyatt hates. It's his revenge. It's his uh, it's his harbinger of darkness. So it all works. It makes sense at this point." We got what two weeks? Next week is the go home show. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much you could build into this, but I'm just looking at this whole story. I'm looking at the whole thing, Sean, and you, this is another circumstance where you're like, think, you don't need the universal title, and they're gonna they're gonna prove us right when yeah. we said that Bray Wyatt doesn't need the universal title. To have compelling feuds? It's just a prop.
0: He yeah. literally
2: pulled it out of a toy box.
0: I, I have somebody saying, "Who's the babyface in this feud?" And hey. For for all the the people that are like, well, you don't criticize WWE or AEW and AEW or WWE does this I don't have a problem if there's not a baby face or a heel in, in, in any feud I I like the idea of getting to decide who I'm interested in and not and elements of baby face and heel showing up in multiple characters I I like the onions I like the multi layered characters that's what like I Sh- want like Shrek yes exactly like Shrek. Sean likes Shrek. I do. I enjoy it. Uh, I also enjoy FightfulSelect.com and talking to you guys because there are no events this weekend, but that doesn't mean there are no shows at Fightful. I've got a couple of my 4K videos up on YouTube as well. Got one up on CM Punk. I'm going to have one on the AEW WB criticism. I've also got a review of the great film Peanut Butter Falcon. Go check that out, guys. Lots of cool content that I'm spending a lot of time in. On because these 4K videos take forever to render. But this weekend on <laughs> Fightful Select, we have Alex Pawlowski's Sour Graps talking SmackDown. We've got the Weekender podcast with Steven Jensen talking NWA, Ring of Honor, New Japan, Beyond, NXT UK, 205 Live. It's all over the place. But leave us a thumbs up on this video. Make sure you comment below, guys. There are lots of ways you can help us without spending a dime. Commenting helps, thumbs up helps, subscribing helps. Scooting on over to iTunes and leaving a nice uh, review helps us out as well. But Warren, tell the people how they can help you out. Well,
2: you can head on over to my own YouTube channel that I plugged a little earlier this evening. But Don't it. around. <laughs> Very good, Sean. Uh, <laughs> YouTube.com slash Hayes. I do my own uh, wrestling uh, chit-chatty thing every Thursday night live 9 p.m eastern so uh, feel free to come join me there you can also find the show on every podcast app as well or you can follow me on twitter at mr warren hayes and i've also started doing an nwa power recap every tuesday if you want to check that out that's also on the channel youtube.com slash mr warren hayes and in the morning we're making waffles